1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like and subscribe and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. That is our companion to what we do on Five on the Floor. And if you go to winnow.app backslash Off the Floor, you get text directly from Greg, myself, Brady, and Alex to your phone. You don't have to go to Twitter. We have updates all the time, statistical breakdowns. Short columns, everything is on there. Go to off the floor. Again, it's winnow.app backslash off the floor. Also, want to mention one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, you break wheel fix. Go to you or check them out in the Aventura area. This is your complete wheel solution. They do the refinishing, they do the polishing, they do the repairs, which we know you need something on the streets of South Florida. Mention five reasons to Mark and his team, and you'll get a discount. Huge Miami sports fans as well. Check them out on the you break wheel fix instagram page too you can see all the work that they do so it's youbreakwheelfix.com mention five reasons and now today's episode Down to Yikes.
2: Uh, five on the floor ride for my dogs where is the thing you can check the score hustle hard couple scars ran bubble frogs just like buck to say you in trouble y'all check the floor playing got them all bang y'all seen the block stop the one hand Impact, we trust have the guts We're here to bring the heat Y'all can hang it up
0: Welcome to 5 on the Floor A daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA Featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo Plus others from the 5 Reasons Sports Network
1: All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick, and follow me and Ethan J. Skolnick on Five Reasons Sports. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. Look for more episodes as we go forward here, uh, some from uh, obviously what's going on still with the heat out in Las Vegas, but also, of course, Dame, 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 Dame. Dame. So we're going to do our own Dame episode today. And what Greg and I are going to do is we're going to go back in time a little bit because the Miami Heat, and I've said this all the time, since Pat Riley came, they're a vulture organization. And I mean that in the most positive possible way. They wait for a player to become disgruntled and then using whatever the methods are best at the time. So whether it's cap space or, again, kind of, you know, a player forcing his way out to your situation so that you increase your leverage. That's how they built this thing. We can talk about the draft, Dwayne Wade, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo being the three kind of major uh, additions. Karan Butler was another of them. Over the years during the Pat Riley era. But really, what Pat has done has been to take other teams really good players because those players were not happy where they were. And so we go all the way back to the very beginning of this, Greg, and Alonzo Morning. And we're going to go forward from there and take a look at how some of these situations are different uh, or the same from the pursuit of Dame Lillard. And I think it might alleviate some concerns that Heat fans have. So let's start here. The number one addition, Greg. To build this franchise was Alonzo Morning. Uh, if you don't get Alonzo Morning as the foundation piece, the Miami Heat are still an irrelevant organization. Okay. I don't know if Pat doesn't get him, it, just like Nick Saban didn't get Drew Brees. If Pat doesn't get Alonzo Morning, okay. And even though Glenn Rice was a good player, I don't know what Pat builds in South Florida. He had a guy in Alonzo Morning who fit his profile in terms of what he believed in, the work, and he helped him build this organization. Here's the thing about the Zoe trade, okay zoe was a lot younger than dame 25 years old uh zoe was unhappy with his contract situation it wasn't necessarily uh, about about uh, the rest of the team around him because they had larry johnson they had kendall gill but here's the one parallel i want to draw for he fans who are freaked out about how long this is going to take to get dame lillard i will just remind you that alonzo morning did not join the Miami heat in a trade until he rejected a contract offer from the Charlotte Hornets on November 3rd of 1995, November 3rd. So the Miami heat waited this thing out. Took it all the way up to the end into the season. Actually, I think I I, I can't recall now at this point uh, whether uh, you know what exact date. Then I because I, I could have looked it up.
2: So, Zo played in the first regular season game of the year. They played the Cle- Cleveland okay. Cavaliers at home. I only remember it because I was there and I was so excited to see Zo in person. Um, so they did it. It was right before the regular season. To your point, it was literally like the days before opening night.
1: And there were rumors, Greg, and there was a lot of conversation, not through Twitter, because it didn't exist, but that Zoe wanted out and that Zoe could possibly be available. And, and Pat struck, but he but he he struck when the time was right. And he ended up giving up Glenn Rice and a whole bunch of nothing to get him.
2: And and the one thing about that that we should just when we talk about leverage and why teams are doing what they're doing as we go back in time here. Charlotte had a decision to make because he didn't want to get paid there. And Miami took the chance of, and at the time this was talked about, I remember reading it in the Herald when it would get thrown in my front yard uh, back then in North Miami, um, that like the Heat had to convince Alonzo to sign his next contract and like basically riley had worked that out once zo arrived and it was not a big deal but i remembered them talking about like zo could walk like that was a chance miami took in that moment was trading for him without any contract extension and they worked it out and he you know um eventually got paid but that was also a sticking point along the way there
1: And here's why I think this one is important. It's not just the date that he was acquired, but I think what you're mentioning about the contract plays into this. The Heat have operated without a net before. This is not new. This poker game that they're playing right now goes all the way back to Pat's first season in Miami. This is what they do. They will wait these situations out until they get the terms that they want. And sometimes they will even take a risk without guarantee, without guarantee that the player is going to stay. That kind of happened with Goran Dragic. We'll get to that one a little bit later. Um, But they will they will take this kind of risk. And so the reason I'm bringing this one up is I'm just saying if your concern is, okay, they're going to wait this out, wait this out, and then the Heat are going to flinch. They haven't typically flinched and they've typically gotten done what they wanted to get done. I know the people that people are going to mention some free agents, whether it was a Kevin Durant or a Gordon Hayward, or even a Mo Williams or some others and players that the heat have missed out on through the years. But typically when they wait these situations out and take Donovan Mitchell out of this, because they were never getting Donovan Mitchell, the, the decision to wait is the right one. And the heat end up showing that they had the stronger hand. Uh, let's go because look, Charlotte could have taken Zoe into the season. Okay. They could have, but they didn't. They made the move. All right. So let's get to the next one. And and to me, the next move of significance, the next trade of significance, well, there were two, there were two, that were smaller, which is they got Tim Hardaway and Jamal Mashburn kind of on their terms, right? These were diminished assets. They got them on their terms. So we got to go. I think that's Shaq. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think when you look at that, Greg, in 2005, to me, Shaq as a player, not as a presence, not as an international celebrity and all that, but as a player, is the most similar to Dame at this time. If you look Absolutely. right, and, and I and if you look at Shaq's numbers, the year before he was traded from LA, and look, there were there were, he was having issues out there. He actually did ask for a trade. Um if you, But again, that was extension-related. He didn't feel he was valued enough. The kind of stuff that Shaq, you know, troubled himself by during his playing career. But if you look at his just offensive metrics, I, we know that Dame is not the best defender, but offensive metrics, even pace-adjusted. Dame Willard was a better offensive player last year at age 32 than Shaquille O'Neal was in his last year in Los Angeles, which was age 31-32. And so... If this narrative out there, and this is where I think this one applies, first thing, this narrative out there that maybe, oh, maybe Dame's not as good as this, because this is starting to happen now because oh Miami might get him. He is elite. He is every bit as elite offensively, okay, as Shaquille O'Neal was when he came to Miami. And we saw what happened when Shaquille O'Neal came to Miami. They should have gone to the finals and probably won the championship his first year. And they did, even though he was not a huge factor in, in to, to the same degree he was his first season, which he could have been in MVP finals, yeah. in the finals, particularly. And he was part of a team, obviously an essential part of the team that won the championship. Um, so to me, that's the parallel is that Dame is if Shaq was worth it, Dame is worth it. Um, and, and also to me, the other parallel is this, the heat stuck to their guns about Dwayne Wade. Now, I, now look, Caleb Martin is not Dwayne Wade. I understand that. But the Heat stuck to their guns about Dwayne Wade. We we're, want we're, we're Shaq. OK, we'll throw in Quran, which was a significant throw in with Lamar Oden, o- Odom. And obviously, then you take a look at uh, at the contract of Brian Grant, which had to be moved for the trade. But we're going to do this mostly on our terms because we're keeping the guy that we want to keep. And Shaq insisted that they keep that guy. And by the way, just like Dame has insisted certain things, Shaq ultimately got what he wanted, which was to play with Dwayne Wade in Miami.
2: Yeah. And so anything short, like, I think Heat fans should just remember this. No matter what, no matter what this trade looks like, if you acquire Dame Lillard and you keep Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, there is no... You cannot overpay. That's the first thing. So anything they keep beyond those two guys is gravy, and they're going to keep things beyond those two guys. Just it, it's going to happen, and so it'll just be how much haggling are they going to are they going to do? Because I do I do think that the one difference here is that there's a wild card with this Portland front office. They appear to be like they like this is their first dance ownership is in a weird place. If I've, if I've been uh, reading correctly, that's ran in a really weird way. So I just wonder if the uh, ineptitude and inexperience of some of those guys is going to make this process wonky or less um, like what you would expect to happen. Because the thing was with Shaq is when he requested a trade and he, I think he gave them a short list of teams, but really said Miami was the one. Like they worked and they got a deal done. Like it, it right. wasn't. It, it didn't drag out necessarily. Although it could have been August, was it that it, that finally got done? It, um, it did.
1: I'll, I'm gonna check for the trade date on that, but I think it was August, which was another parallel that I wanted to draw here. Um, so I'll take a look for that. But I believe let, let's check that out as we're speaking here. Maybe we'll get to it after the break. But I I do believe that it was later in the summer. It was not like mid July or anything along those lines. So we're as we're as we're looking at that. You know what? We'll get back to that thought in a second because I want, I want to get to that, but I also want to kind of move down the line here with some of these others. So let me mention July a couple of sponsors. 14th,
2: July, July 14th.
1: Okay, yep. so it was a little sooner than that, okay, but again, still later than we are uh, right now. All right, so let's we're going to get to the other parallels here as we go forward, but we do want to mention a couple sponsors here. Our friends over at Water Cleanup of Florida, you can find them at WCUFL.com. We know that you may be dealing with leaks in your house or mold or anything like that, but why not join their preventative program so that this stuff doesn't happen and then you don't have to deal with insurance companies afterwards. So again, not only can Water Cleanup clean it up after the fact, but they can clean it up before the fact also, or at least try to prevent uh, the worst from occurring. So reach out to them at Water Cleanup of Florida, that's wcu. FL.com. That's WCUFL.com. Michael Robert and his team, they will take care of everything for you. Um, again, they're state certified, fully licensed, insured. Uh, they're business contractors. And so they can address any kind of damage that you have. They'll handle it from start to finish. 954 579 0356. 954 579 0356. Also, want to mention our fantasy partner, our daily fantasy partner, prize picks. Use the code 5FIVE. Hope you got in on the All Star game in the end the home run derby in MLB, but there's much more you can do. Still summer league is going on there too, uh, but also MMA, boxing, golf, tennis. It's all on there. You want to play Wimbledon. You can do that. So go to Prizepicks.com or the Google play store, or the Apple app store, use the code five to get your initial deposit match up to hundred dollars. Again, that's the code F I V E. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for five on the floor on the five reason sports network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles, I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard, so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. It means you can use them Longer, And also they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as two bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harry's.com backslash five for your $3 trial set.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: All right, let's move on to the next one. I mean, what as we kind of follow this model here. Um LeBron and, and Bosch are different yeah in 2010 because it's cap space it was a trade technically those but were their trades. signings kind
2: of you know like right. the, they had the leverage to tell their those teams if you don't want to do business with us we'll sign them outright. but if you want to do business with us we'll give you picks which in retrospect was not good business but yeah. it was what they did at the time thinking that they were just i guess locking in a, a you know three stars even more long-term, but that was only because they had the leverage to tell those teams in Toronto and Cleveland, all right, don't want to play ball, we'll sign them outright. And so that's why I don't know that we can draw very many parallels um, because it just was a different ball game there.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And, and again, free agency players have uh, more freedom of movement, obviously, than a player like Dame Lillard who signed for four years and doesn't have a no-trade clause. Uh, so there is a there is similarity – in one sense, though, is that these are players who had kind of tired of their current situations, like Dame has. You're talking about seven years for Bosh, seven years for LeBron. Bosh, I don't believe, had ever gotten past the first round. LeBron made it to a finals, but didn't really have a chance to compete in it. And so there is similarity to Dame in this sense of, again, these are players who gave their all to their current organizations who did not do enough to build around them. And so they had to go somewhere to go with other stars who needed complementary stars to ultimately try to win a championship. And so that is the similarity there because if Cleveland had done a better job, uh, LeBron gave Cleveland many of the same ultimatums behind the scenes that Dame has given Portland and they weren't heated. I don't know that Bosch did, but again, it comes down to this. If your team can't get it done in the modern NBA, If they can't put a competent team around you that gives you a chance, if you're considered to be a top 10 or top 15 player in the league, it's a player's league. Okay. And typically players end up going where they want to go, even if they're not free agents like those two guys. And and that's where I think it applies.
2: Funny how it ends up being Miami so often. And I think that, and maybe we'll close here. So I'll only blurt this out quickly. It's just going to be interesting once we, once we fully vet this list, about how many times you've had really great players saying, I'd like to get to Miami or we're in the conversation to get to Miami or eventually got to Miami. And they get it's to Miami. Just, and they get to just, Miami. Yeah, like let, let's just remember it, it, the same folks have been running the whole thing right. as the players and the names change, as the decades change.
1: And that that's such a key point, and that's what I was getting at earlier, because it is the same people for the most part since 1995. I mean, not all of them, but a lot of them. And they know if they hold to the end, they'll get the player. There's there's evidence all the way across. Maybe they had to give up a little bit more in some cases. We'll get to Dragic in a second. But they they know that they're going to get the player. Like They have confidence in their hand, in their strength, in their own stubbornness, and what it's going to pay off for. Whereas I don't see how Joe Cronin, with his limited experience with a dysfunctional ownership group, OK, where he could be out of there in, in, in nine months. Like, I don't see how he can have the same confidence no. that say the, that, that this is going to work out for him. That say Pat Riley and Andy Ellisberg and, and others in, in, the, in the Arisons can about it. And and again, that does not mean they're always going to get their guy, but it just means this is why they're playing the game this way, because they know <laughs> They have a track record that they'll it'll maybe it's November, like Zo. So, okay, or maybe we're waiting till the trade deadline, like Dragic, who we'll get to now, but eventually we're gonna get our guy. And I think that's where we're at. All right, so let's get to Dragic, because this one's interesting also. So this is 2014, correct? So the 1415 season. And Goran, another situation, disgruntled player. Was unhappy with Ryan McDonough. It's hard to think of Gore on that way, but he just wasn't happy there anymore. Um, Miami, we can argue whether they overpaid or they didn't overpay at the deadline. But we had talked about them going after Dragic. I remember that that negotiation was like two weeks on Twitter and everywhere else. And you know, were they ultimately going to get him and everything else? And I've been show talking about all that. Well, they ultimately got him. They they got
2: they got in the last guy. like five minutes of the deadline.
1: Right. At the very last minute. Now, the unfortunate thing is it's the same day that Chris Bosh checked into the hospital. Or that whole era might have been different. But the heat stuck to their guns on Dragic, and they ultimately made a deal that they wanted to make. And we can talk about, was it two first-round picks? Was that right, that, that went for
2: him? Yes, Yes, uh, Danny Granger, Norris Cole, Sean Williams, Jordan Hamilton, and two first-round draft picks. One of which was, uh, for a short period of time, considered the greatest Asset right. in the sport, the unprotected pick out there, laughing stock nonsense, anyway.
1: And only two, and again, only two for, and we don't want to disparage our guy Norris, but he wasn't a big part of the plans by that point. Nothing else of significance traded. Uh, and two first round picks, like you said, one of them was considered to be this holy grail pick, but two, okay. And I know that, again, the currency, uh there's been inflation in terms of picks that you got to give for star players, but Gordon Dragons was coming off third team All NBA. Um, I mean, he was still a very, very good player. I know he—I he turned, I think, 32 at the time or 31 at the time, but he was still a very, very good player. And and they got him for a reasonable price. Okay, they could have like,
2: walked another guy. that could have walked.
1: And exactly, he comes in, and we had the whole no smiling faces with hidden agendas, which was a shot at LeBron. But they had confidence Gorin was going to resign. But they couldn't know 100% for sure Goran was going to resign. He he was not, wasn't happy in Phoenix. He could have come to Miami and not been happy there either. He fell in love with the place. And so that and things ended up differently. Again, they held out. They did it right before the deadline, just like with Zoe, right before the season. So they are willing to stay. Like they're, they'll stake you out. Like if, if they were, you know, police on a stake, they would stay all night and, you know, Andy would send Pat out for the extra coffee. This is the way that they do this kind of thing.
2: I just, if there's one thing that's different about this, I guess I'll say that, I mean, this is for a future episode. What the hell do you do if it doesn't happen? And I think that also Portland knows that there's an inevitable Inevitability. I can't even say the word.
1: Inevitability.
2: <laughs> Thank you uh, to this whole thing happening. Like Ethan, do you would you put it past the Heat front office to like to mind bleep them so far? Like they haven't even called them. Like there's been all this talk of Heat right. Blazers, and like they don't even call yet because it's like he just wants them to know. Like, listen, you may think that we're desperate, but you're the one who's trying to figure out and scramble. I'm just like thoroughly. It's a total hypothetical. I I
1: I, I think that I don't know that they would do anything that blatant. I would love to find out, um, <laughs> but I, I do think it's a situation where they know that ultimately um, they're playing poker with a weaker hands player. And, and it's not about the hand he's been dealt. It's a, it's a weaker hands player that they, they, they can't possibly have the same confidence in his strategy that Pat and Andy and, mickey and nick and you know their group is going to have about theirs I, i i just i can't believe that they do and and they've been right about everything so far and we've been telegraphing it they've been right about you know waiting on dame uh because dame was going to eventually make this move and it just played out you know through a lot of the same people we thought it would chris haynes is the world and and you know and Dame's social media and everything else they saw this coming that's why we saw this coming and I don't know that anything in this process other than what you're saying which is that they're dealing with an unstable which mean by that means unpredictable front office
2: yeah. that sends him to Philly out of nowhere like right. that's, that's I'm the
1: involved. only thing and I just I to me I, that's it's not franchise suicide but it certainly uh is is not the way that you treat a guy who's given everything to you for 11 years and was open and out front with you about it okay and that that's the big thing all right. So the last one here before we go, we want to thank our sponsors. You break. Wheel will fix uh, water clean with Florida and prize picks. We're going to use that code five is Jimmy Butler. And this is another case where the heat stuck to their guns, right? Because the previous year they could have gotten Jimmy from Minnesota. Tibbs asked for BAM. Among other things. We remember that famous phone call where both Sedano and I thought the deal was done. I went to dinner. I tweeted something's coming. I came out the deal had fallen apart. Sedano reported that Pat hung up on Tibbs. Pat's denied that. But regardless, there was uh, friction in terms of the way that that thing played out at the end. Right. And then a year later or not even a year later. Well, I guess it was a year later. uh, When you're talking about Philadelphia. You know, again, they they got the guy. Now he's a free agent at that time so it was a little different but they got the guy and they got him for less than they would with have with no cap space with no cap space then they likely would have given up to Minnesota so I, this is this is the whole and again it's another situation disgruntled player right you know you know and and everything else that we're we're seeing here okay And I, I know and obviously he didn't have the ties to Jimmy had ties to Chicago but not to his his, his other organizations that he went to afterwards but when they stand strong i just keep repeating this it tends to work out for them and whatever criticisms we may have about overpaying certain players and cap decisions uh that we're not I don't want to say cap decisions but personnel decisions that led to cap trouble uh or tax trouble whatever we want to say about all that this is where pat riley does his best work getting the guy ultimately who wants to come to you. And again, I know people are going to throw Durant. They were a long shot. Yeah. Mitchell, Ainge was never trading up. him here. Yeah. This, this is, and, and look, Bradley Beal, nobody's going to care about Bradley Beal if they get Dame Lou. Now
2: we know why, right. It's so beautiful that now every Heat fan, you, you want to know why they didn't go all in on Beal? Because they were waiting on Dame and they knew to wait on Dame. They know more than we do. Right. That's the thing. It
1: doesn't mean they know everything. They can't know the future. And so they can't know what Joe Cronin's is going to do. And I know that they're are a ton of Heat fans who, and I hate to say this, I don't want to say a ton. I'll close here because it's not purely positive. There's a small segment of Heat fans, I believe, that would prefer not to get Dame just so that they could say that the front office screwed up again. I do think that that segment exists, but <laughs> I don't think anybody should be paying attention to anybody with that particular perspective. All right, thanks to Greg. Uh, we are, Greg sort of tipped off, An episode we are going to do uh some of us we haven't figured out exactly which in our crew but later today we will do another episode um about what happens if they don't get dame And again we believe they are going to so we want to be clear on that but if they don't and they just bring what they have now back to camp then what Uh, i think that's an interesting uh thing to look at as we wait all right thanks to greg alex and brady will be back on the next episode